0: Welcome to Planet Nola. I'm your host, Mary Jacobs. Um, This is the podcast where I talk to people in New Orleans that I think are cool or doing cool things, just some people I'd like to shine some light on. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, I'm so honored to introduce you to one of my oldest friends, uh, Jasmine Johnson. Hi, guys. Jasmine is, um, yeah, just one of my oldest friends. We had a cancellation. I was going to have you on this podcast no matter what, but. We had a cancellation today and I called you and said, will you please come? Because we were supposed to do this, what, a couple weeks ago? We were supposed to do this a few weeks ago. And so I didn't, this one was not planned and you showed up and I'm very, as you pointed out, you were 10 minutes early. 10
1: minutes early for anyone who knows me.
0: That's a gift. (laughs) That's a gift. Truly, I am, it's the first time ever, I think maybe in her history of our friendship showing up early and not three hours late or not at all.
1: Let's not dwell in the okay, past. Okay, we won't dwell, we won't dwell, we
0: won't dwell. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jasmine. Okay, Jasmine is, I named, I didn't name your business, but I named what you do, and you just had to say it to me, so you say yes. it again. Sage hands, meditative body work. Meditative body work. God, that does sound good. Yes, it's amazing. Yes. You should actually come. I and know, and I haven't it done it yet. With me. <laughs> I mean, I know I should, but you're one, like it's getting Reiki or, or getting massaged or getting, doing a guided meditation with one of my closest friends I just I feel like I'd giggle not that I don't take you seriously but that I would be really vulnerable because you're one of my closest friends it would make me feel like super vulnerable it's a vulnerable thing it is it is I'm a little bit too much of a chicken to have one of my closest friends do that
1: I think I think we should try it out one day
0: it's and it's it it doesn't help that every time you tell me we should try it out it feels like you're asking me to have a threesome with you (laughs) (laughs) like It doesn't help that when you lock eyes with me, (laughs) and you're like, every time you bring this up, you're like, I think we should try it, and you say it in this way, that makes it even scarier. No,
1: but I realize, I realize. Okay, you know me enough to know I'm I'm more of an introvert Mm -hmm. than I am an extrovert, Mm -hmm. and I don't. It's like normal engaging with people like small talk stuff I suck at Mm -hmm. so the beautiful thing about having this practice is like I get to eliminate all of that and like as soon as somebody comes in it's like tell me who you are Mm -hmm. and who is it you desire to be like you're safe to like let's just go there let's like just get naked in every way yeah um and I I love that because it alleviates all the awkwardness for me and like I said my biggest goal is to create a safe space a space that is like entirely Rooted in love, so the fact that you'd said it, it kind of feels like a three, a three song invitation. That that you know that, that, checks checks out. Out. <laughs> that checks out. But it's not sexual, guys. It's not. It's not. It's not. Don't, it's guys, not. don't get
0: don't get weird. Don't be it's sliding. sensual, in. not sexual. Sensual. Okay, still that. You once again sounds Senses. like you're trying. It's a like sensory I experience. Get I get it. I get it. All right. Fine. Maybe I don't. I'm not convinced yet, but I've I send people you all the time because yes. I believe in what you're doing and like really even just it. now when you were explaining it, I was like, yeah, it's beautiful what you do. Thank you. I feel like I'm very. It's transformational work and like it helps people get to better places, and so that's like the work of life right yeah. there. Like, and I do the same work as you basically. Like that's what I'm doing with women when I'm styling them, yeah. helping them transform the way they see themselves yeah. and the way they move through their world via their clothing and personal style, and it's fun we should do a
1: trade oh god i do don't
0: that? i don't i'm not ready okay I'm not maybe ready. we can get kristen in first kristen will do it okay kristen's all for being butt naked <laughs> in front of her friends it's her favorite thing i don't mean like the literal button like mm-hmm. she's just like let's go right. i'll do anything you know right? i'm a little bit more like i don't know which is so fascinating i know <laughs> it's you're too close to me I, I could have a complete stranger do it Which isn't I know ridiculous I'm not gonna
1: lie My feelings were a little hurt Granted I know like Kristen facilitated it But I did yeah. see it on Facebook
0: I'm not I gonna know, drop any names I know, I know I did get massaged by Tanaj Who is also uh, Somebody that's been on this podcast It was a birthday present I didn't She didn't Obviously I didn't plan it She planned mm-hmm. it But it's because she had gotten a deep tissue From okay. Tanaj like a while before And was like You've gotta get one um, So that's why she did it I got you. Also, but
1: I, even though I did feel a certain kind of way, I do want to, like, do a session with her. I am, like, I was a little slighted, but i also intrigued. No, Tanaj? Oh, yeah, she's incredible. Oh, okay. okay. No,
0: she's so, so, so good. Okay. And surely you guys have a lot of overlap in what you believe and how you practice. Okay. Um, it was such a beautiful, beautiful massage. Uh, but it's not like, you know, you're doing a totally different thing. You're, And that's the other thing, is that it was, it's, like, Kristen just got me a massage. Like, what you do is, like, so as you just said it's a very different thing like you're you're touching people but you're not it's not just that right it's about the whole thing you've made right Right. it's just like energy transference so it's totally different things so i think that if kristen just wanted to get me a massage she like that's what she did you know i got you so don't take it personal. okay i won't take it a little personal (laughs) because you do sound like you're proposing me for a threesome every time Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. Okay, um, other things you should know about my friend, Jasmine Johnson. She's an actress. She's got great hair. <laughs> we went to Thank high you. school together at Cabrini. Cabrini. That's where we met. We mm-hmm. were both student council kids. We were both. For re- a time. <laughs> yeah, for a time until we both separately got kicked off. Um, for what our- did
1: you get kicked off
0: for? We can talk about that in okay. a little bit. Okay. okay we- <laughs> you didn't know that I got kicked out?
1: what did you get kicked off the council for?
0: For listening to my headphones at lunch. Can you can you imagine taking away an opportunity from a teenage girl because she listened to music during her break in the middle of the day? This is like how I know, isn't it so foolish? At the time, it was foolish. But Jasmine, mine was valid. (laughs) But Jasmine, we were bad. Okay, the headphones for them was we the thing not they bad. caught me they caught the headphones <laughs> they caught the headphones and that's what they nailed me with they nailed me with headphones at lunch but we both know that you and i were part-time
1: we were not bad we were, bad. We were anti-establishment
0: I, that is different. <laughs> there was
1: intention behind our rebellion yeah we were anti-establishment we were anti-establishment
0: yes. <laughs> dude. but we were also running the establishment <laughs>
1: We were trying to I mean, we were running the principal and, like, and the president got involved. And they were like, they were like,
0: I don't think so. This is not Jasmine and Mary school. <laughs> Dude, that is so true. We were we were just like rebels. Like when they would tell us stupid shit, we'd be like, no, mm-hmm. we'd be like, why? So a story that I am desperate to hear your version of and you're telling of it is that Cabrini, when they switched our delicious lunch provider let me tell you guys a little bit of New Orleans history. Cabrini High School, where we went to school, founded in 1906. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was
1: like, do you know that Mother Cabrini uh,
0: opened 52 hospital orphanages and schools across our great nation, and she lived to be 52 years old. And one of those establishments was Cabrini High School on Esplanade.
1: We know where we came from. Yes, the
0: Moss Street building was added in the 70s, but the original building that's located on Esplanade is... Um originally an orphanage. It was run by nuns and there were girls there. And then it became a girls' school. And that's when we went to it. And I was giving you all that backstory as a joke, and I got carried away. But what were we talking about? I'm curious how much of that was
1: actually accurate. All it, of sounds, it Okay. The dates and everything? Yes.
0: Thank you. Uh, oh she God. paid attention. Yeah, I did. Every year they quiz they quizzed us on Mother Cabrini history. You had to take these tests. I know. It sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> if we were on Jeopardy, don't like rely on my, my memory. If anyone would know on Jeopardy, it I would was like, to be you. If someone was like, okay, it was a hospital,
1: it was a disco rink, it was an orphanage. <laughs> orphanage sounds right. <laughs> uh,
0: they don't give multiple choice on Jeopardy. I know. That's like family feud or something. Okay, family feud. I don't know if that's quite family feud. Anyway, so they, we Cabrini, oh, I was telling the history as a joke because I wanted to say the history of our food. Cabrini pre-Katrina had the most dope lunch program because it was just like a family, like this guy, at this I'm pretty sure it was a dude who like ran our kitchen or maybe it was a woman. Someone, someone a, a real life person made our food every day at Cabrini when we first started going mm-hmm. there and it was good food. Like it was New Orleans food. It was on Wednesdays, we got chicken in a box. <laughs> Do you remember getting chicken in a box on Wednesdays? I don't remember chicken in a box. And on Fridays, we got Domino's. I, wow, you don't remember all of this?
1: I, I, I know think. it was better before Katrina. That's all I remember. Well, then you the a literal
0: coup after that. So I figured you. I remember. know after
1: Katrina it was
0: okay. So a what they did to mess. us after Katrina, they switched our lunch program to Sodexo. Yeah, and we were all so upset about it. And it Jasmine, was like prison food. It was like it, it may have, it may have been like a notch above, but but I mean I'm pretty sure Sodexo also supplies to prisons. So it's it's that like it's that. like in a. Okay, so you you formed a protest.
1: Yeah, you want to talk yeah. about your protest? So now that I've set the stage. <laughs> now that we've set the stage, um, so I got everyone. That was pretty. That was just a senior class. Um, got everyone to pitch in a few dollars. My mom, Lucy Johnson. She might be a little intimidating, but she's she's a true G. Um, <laughs> She left work. She left work. She went to Domino's and picked up. I don't know how many. At minimum, at least twenty boxes of pizza. Oh, it was
0: more than that. It was like it was like, like fifty because okay. you were trying to feed the whole That's class.
1: True. That's true. <laughs> um, and so when the pizzas arrived, they told us we couldn't have the pizzas inside because it was like disrespectful to like Sodexo. the lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to go outside um we had a couple people in the class who didn't participate we had some we had a few people go row but by and large it was like 98 99 percent of the the class yeah it was was like maybe like two or three people who didn't participate um but we, we had this like massive pizza party outside. <laughs> and it was glorious for like the 35 minutes that it, that it lasted. Um, and then I was promptly called into the principal's office. Um, and there ensued a um, just a litany of consequences and reprimands between the disciplinarian and the principal and the president of how deeply I had wounded our, our lunch <laughs> staff <ladies>. and <laughs> how much food had gone to waste. Um, I was responsible for like organizing a food drive for, was it second food? Yeah. Harvest? Second harvest. Second harvest. um, I, I don't, the thing is, which is kind of sad to say, I don't know if I had already been removed from all of my extracurriculars. Yeah, because you had gotten in trouble before that. Right, because I because was charging had, people to do like assignments for them. Yeah. And somebody ratted me out. Yeah, Jasmine was getting paid to write term
0: papers and stuff. I was she just, is an entrepreneur. <laughs> an entrepreneur. I was just trying to, you know, make a way Come out up. of no way. Come up. Um, you were also so smart and you could do that. You were bored. I think this. I, I mean, think speak- that. No,
1: I think that's a lot of what it was. It was you just, were bored. I need something else to stimulate you were me. bored. <laughs> you
0: were doing so well. You were one of the top performers in our class. Yeah. And were you were, okay? This is a thing that it I remember. It was a
1: run because it was like I know. One. I, I think earlier in the year I was third, and by yeah. the end of the year I was just kind of over it. And I think I finished fifth in the class.
0: Right. Um. At a one hundred and twenty-something kids. And you were really high up there. I remember mm-hmm. you being really high up there. And I remember, I don't know if this was actually a consequence or not, but I remember that it they had told you if you were valedictorian or salutatorian, you wouldn't be able to be valedictorian or salutatorian. Like you wouldn't yeah, be able to give a speech at probably graduation. Probably
1: something that was said. I know they for sure, like they kicked me out of like National Honor Society. I remember that.
0: Um,
1: basically all extracurriculars that I was involved in. Um, Which is like, I think in hindsight- What a dumb thing to do to a kid. It was like, I realized like, as I've gotten older, how traumatizing that was. Truly. Like, it was very much like when you step out and you try to speak up for better, there will always be someone there who will take everything from you. Mm -hmm. Always know that like, there is this power structure
0: that at any moment can take it all away. The, The punishment you received for that did not match even close to what you had done. No and that was the experience in that entire education now that said we both we know each other because of cabrini and we mm-hmm. have so many like beautiful my education exists because of that school right. in so many ways well because of my parents who sent me to that school right but at the same time like i talk about that and right. i think about it all the time i think about the little injustices where they treat teenage girls like they are chattel or, yeah, you know what i it mean it was this
1: very like I don't know dare I say militant structure just from how we dressed to hair to jewelry to what was it allowed got on stricter our fingernails, it got our strict socks, our oh shoes oh my god well, when our- we first
0: started we could wear jewelry we could wear whatever socks right and then we had whatever backpacks and then like as we stayed there longer, our backpacks became mm-hmm. uniformed. Our shoes became uniformed. Our jewelry became uniformed. Our undershirts that we wore under our white shirts are uniformed. Um, literally down to every identifying thing. Mm-hmm. Anything that would give a kid some semblance of identity, mm-hmm. I was
1: like, nope. it was taken <laughs>
0: away from you in the schooling. And I just, I want, I believe uniforms are a good option. Mm-hmm. But the way it's done yeah. at these schools is so... I hate the word, I use the word egregious so much, but it's egregious. It's unnecessary. Like, why did we have to be so the same? Right. Truly, we were very different people. And that's what
1: they always stripped us of. Yeah. But I think the beautiful thing about our class in particular and I don't know because we were just in it I don't know something felt very special about that collection of young women we were all like I don't give a fuck yeah like, I'm, you could write up as many like detention slips as you want I'm gonna be me
0: yeah I'm like well stay that was me. that was true for us for sure but that's like we had like who are you thinking of when you say that like I'm thinking of like Spencer oh Spencer <laughs> Even like Britney, uh, Britney Scandaliato. Scandaliato. Yeah. Yes. And these are all people, well, Spencer, not so much, but Britney Scandaliato, small business owner, works for herself, does her own thing, yeah. super creative. You and I, same vibe. Yeah. It's like we were all people with these like fierce, creative lights yeah. that had a great energy and we were able to like harness it. Yeah. And thank God we were able to do that like outside of that yeah. militant environment.
1: Yeah. But it was, I I learned a lot i'm grateful i will never like i wouldn't trade just the community for anything um but you know parents be mindful of where you send your children Um, and really like be intentional about fostering their creativity and fostering their individuality um that's and just be mindful of institutionalizing them (laughs) whether that's with religion whether that's with education whatever it is
0: and you were institutionalized oh deep deep w- uh, as soon as Jasmine, i came out the, the coutiquette southern baptist right yeah yeah um i didn't know if there's a difference between southern baptist and regular baptist
1: it's just it's a deeper kind of energy yeah southern's and deeper, more intense yeah so you were the most intense
0: type of baptist
1: yeah it was like when i was a kid going around handing out like tracts it was basically like if you died today would you go to heaven or hell if you don't believe like how if you, old were you i was literally born i grew up in the church yeah <laughs> yeah it's what like, church
0: did you go to do you want to say <laughs> you don't have to say
1: you don't have to say granted we already like put cabrini
0: out there <laughs> no, I don't, what is Cabrini is gonna do to us i think about what is we, cabrini gonna do to me they won't have me at a career day i own two businesses have a podcast have been working in film have been i have they ever asked me to come speak no because i'm gay <laughs> also because the one time they asked me to come speak I was speaking because I went to Cabrini College and I was okay. there to talk to the girls about the scholarship that I got to go to Cabrini College. Mm. And I told them they didn't need to go to college. So I think that's why I've never been asked mm. back. Because When I was a <laughs> shitty 19 year old, you don't fit the agenda. I told a religion class at Cabrini <laughs> College might not be for you and that's OK, which you can't say that at. Right, a Catholic high school in New Orleans because they are all about those numbers they are like how many of our girls can we say how many scholarship dollars can we say that our girls got like you cannot say that to a group of Catholic Mm -mm. high school girls
1: Um, where were we I lost
0: I lost we we were just talking about your little pizza party (laughs) protest and then church yeah and then
1: church yeah Yeah. we're talking about
0: church so a thing from growing up with Jasmine is that because she grew up in a really religious family like you just had so many more restrictions on you than the rest of <laughs> us. Like you were the kid that had an overprotective parent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> you know, nothing crazy happened to me. No. Yeah. 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 Um, so there was definitely a benefit. To Except that product. one night you guys got the Canal Street
0: Hotel. But still nothing happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If y'all ever see the Canal Street Hotel, you can see it off of the interstate, like before you hit the dome on the (laughs) left. Just
1: looking at it today tells you everything. Yeah, today
0: it's an empty shell covered in graffiti. Like all the doors are busted open. All the windows are busted open. But just 15 (laughs) years ago, literally, it was not like that. It was a hotel that did you rent? Somebody rented it.
1: I feel like it was like a group A lot of people lied to their parents.
0: a lot of people lied to their parents to get a hotel room and it was not a safe hotel for a bunch of teenage girls to be at Mm -mm.
1: we had we had a couple guys we had some of the guys there and then after our town
0: i don't remember i didn't go and then that place was condemned like a month later yeah yeah (laughs) trust me what you see
1: today is not far off from what we experienced 15 years ago (laughs) i think somebody like od'd in the lobby that night yes it was wild yes it was wild i don't know what y'all were were thinking we were fine we had a great night (laughs) And i went to church the next day you did not <laughs> no i did carl uh carl Harrison. and um jonathan uh mm-hmm. dropped, yeah brought me to church the next day oh mm-hmm. amen Yep, hung over eyes bloodshot <laughs> I'm <gonna have> <laughs> uh,
0: so okay i think i know the answer to this but would you ever send your kid to a catholic school
1: no no why not I I want them to be in a space where they feel entirely free to like discover who they are. Um, I appreciate the convenience. We had the conversation about having a uniform. I appreciate the convenience of a uniform, mm-hmm. um, but I I want them to feel safe to mess up mm-hmm. and to not feel like oh if I don't perform all the time if I'm not always adhering then I'm not worthy. Then I'm not good enough. Then I'm not, I'm not worthy of good things. Um, so I don't, I don't think so. I don't think. And then also just from a religious standpoint, um, I don't want them to be in a space where they are like enforced to like digest that doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. You, I knew you'd say it better. though. Than- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah.
1: what else do you want to talk about um i don't know what do you want to talk about how i guess how are you balancing i know today you said has been a very like eventful day yes yeah, um, so eventful. yeah how are you balancing now that you have multi you're a multi <laughs> business owner how are you balancing everything
0: um I uh, today I hired a personal assistant.
1: What? Oh, you big time in. You got employees.
0: OK. <laughs> but, she got payroll. But hold on. Uh, first of all, it's a 17 year old Franklin student. Hey, It counts. <laughs> and I, I technically haven't hired her yet. She's okay. coming on Friday to chat with me, but I will hire her if she wants the, to I do gotcha. it. Um, so that's going to be one thing is I'm going to get a little bit of help. OK. Um, another thing that helps to do all of these things is I have a really incredible partner. Like we actually are in a very. Like, our relationship's are really collaborative. Mm-hmm. Like, we work together, we live together, we love. Like, and I'm really blessed to have that. Like, truly, it's, like, everything's a little easier because I have her. Yeah. Um, and then also, I don't do anything alone. Like, I have Carrie here and, like, I have so many friends that, like, are just in my corner, whether that's, like, when I'm having, like, stressed moments about work and I can call them and, like, process it or if it's just, like, to collaborate literally mm-hmm. with. Like, I do nothing alone. Um, So that's a really big way that I'm able to do it all is that I've got a community of cool people and a great partner. And I think I'm just a little cuckoo, (laughs) you know, like I think I just like being a little busier than most
1: people. I got you. I got you.
0: And I think for me, that's
1: the like one I know for sure. I really need to be more intentional and like building community in terms of like on the back end. Um, But also it's like I'm not a doer. Like doing shit does not make me happy. Yeah, <laughs> like, you are not a doer. <laughs> I'm a beer. Yeah, like like yes. just like I am just I just want to be and gaze into bee. the clouds. <laughs> I'm a be I just want to uh-huh. be. And if I can like you know spread some love throughout the course of the day, then great. Um so I think that's been trying to build sage hands and kind of get it off the ground. It's sort of like this very much is like conflicting energy. Like I so love having the opportunity to do this work. And I so love being able to make the connections that I've been able to build, but it's sort of like, I just want (laughs) to, it's pressure. It's pressure. It's schedules. And it's like legal stuff. And it's a lot of executive tasks.
0: It's a lot of administrative work. And I get it because that's the stuff that really I struggle with so 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 much because I have a lot of big ideas, and mm-hmm. you're the same way. But it's also the actual like follow through, do yeah. of those things. That's why I literally collaborate with people all the yeah, time, true. is because I can't do I I just can't do it alone. It's really hard, but people do it alone all the time. Yeah, and like you can. I do wouldn't
1: it. recommend it. No, <laughs> I wouldn't
0: recommend it. But you you can do it. You yeah. are doing it. You're the other thing is is six years into small business owning like. It's gotten harder and easier. Okay. All the things that are hard to you right now will get so easy. And then as it goes, bigger things will come up and that will be really hard. And then you'll get through that big thing. Gotcha. And then like everything that comes your way eventually will have already come your way at some point and you'll have the answers and you'll be at the top of your game and gotcha. everything will be easy. I'm in the part where a lot of stuff that used to be really hard is really easy. But now I have these big hard things gotcha. that are like overwhelming, you know. But I know that ke- the thing that keeps me moving is like eventually these things won't be hard. Yeah, I've just never done them before, and like once I do them and get the experience, it'll be easier. And it'll be the same for you too. It's just right now you're like getting in a routine and like getting your clientele built yeah. up. Like you're still doing the beginning work, which is a lot of like scraping. It's yeah. a lot of climbing at the beginning. It really is. It's that's why it's that's why people say well, having a small business is not for the faint of heart. Yeah cuz it's a lot and yeah. your ego on the line too cuz yeah. if you mess up <laughs> if you mess up it's personal you right. know and it doesn't need to be but it is right. you know cuz right. it feels personal
1: and i think of like making the shift from like acting to like being small business owner it's like you really love just like <laughs> yeah.
0: do it on your <laughs> own dangling on a
1: cliff yeah just stressing out <laughs> all just the time. like oh dear god please let it work <laughs> yeah um but i i think the one thing that i'm so grateful for like you were saying with Mary's Rack. It's just racks?
0: racks. Rack. Singular. Rack. 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 Jasmine's one of my oldest friends. She doesn't know the name of my business. She didn't know how to podcast until today, I guess. That's not
1: true. Or until I
0: asked her the first time to come on. That's true. She didn't know, it. She didn't know what the podcast was called. That's true. <laughs> See, friendships can all look different, y'all. Oh, this funny thing happened where I had a... I feel like I, did, I should just share this because it's funny and it's... I think our friendship is really unique and special. And like people probably have friendships like us and they don't realize how special they are. But Jasmine bailed on my birthday party while it was going on a few weeks ago. And she's all sore and bringing it up. But she texted me like this big long thing of why she was bailing whatever. And I saw it and I forgot about it or whatever. And then I called her today and I was like, hey, I need you to be on the podcast today. And I was like, oh, did you think I was mad at you? Because I didn't respond. And she goes, kinda, yeah. And I was like, I am mad at you, but that's not why I didn't respond. She left me on red. Which I left fair. her on red. But we're just, we're, I, I have an understanding of you and you have an understanding of me.
1: Yes. But life lesson. Know when you need to choose you, no matter how much you might need to love somebody, no matter how much you love somebody This is Jasmine's else. way of explaining why no, she I'm wasn't serious. at my birthday party. I'm saying. <laughs> she shows herself
0: on my birthday. Some. <laughs> jasmine's like you know what sometimes i have to come first
1: <laughs> Look, somebody <laughs> need that word someone needs to hear that word that my energy that day was like oh not, i don't care not
0: see listen i don't care you i really she, it's okay i know you would have had a wonderful time if you had came and that's the I only know. thing i'm sad about i know
1: and i told the I'm pizza sure party i told
0: the pizza party story <laughs> in your absence um i've okay. got it perfected though I'll, I'll teach you the way i tell it and you can start telling okay. it that way yeah okay <laughs> well why didn't you just tell it now because i wanted i wanted i genuinely wanted to hear like what your memories of it was and but that's I had, another thing like my memories are like okay but i had a sinking suspicion jasmine that you when we were going to talk about this pt store i was like i wonder what jasmine is going to be able to remember and articulate because it would like you said that was really traumatic mm-hmm. like it, the aftermath of that was I remember it so well like you were the fall guy for that like fact, I don't even know how, how Madeline
1: like, I forgot about that oh, that, that yeah. Madeline somehow got wrapped up in it she that got with wrapped me. up in it but you were
0: really I the didn't fall even guy i don't know how that happened but you were really the fall guy yeah. you took the hit bro yeah. you took the hit i mean hit but, hard. I,
1: but i but i you know i was responsible <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if anyone was going to take the hit it should of have course, been me
1: but it was tra- it was
0: traumatizing yeah. and unnecessary it was
1: like. a lot yeah even like that followed all the way to graduation yeah because um, I don't even know what the technical
0: verbiage is
1: surrounding like cum laude and magna cum laude, right, and all that right, stuff. right, right, but. Who was reading? I don't know if it was Miss ratman that was reading it, mm-hmm. or Miss H- Whoever was reading it out. They like s- said it wrong, and it was like, "You've taken everything away from me. Uh-uh. You can't even like honor my academic achievements on my graduation day."
0: Oh, like
1: y'all are like trash.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no offense. All love. I mean, Lesson all learned. offense. <laughs> all offense. We're traumatized from <laughs> literally you guys being bad leaders. <laughs> Like do better. Do better. We're teenage girls. Do better. Yeah. It would like truly. Right. What did we get out of that? All I got out of it is that authority will punish you if they hit their ego. They had their ego like battered that day. The school did not think that we were capable of (laughs) throwing a food protest. Which is (laughs) of course it's silly, you know? Like, but that's where kids Become activists, you know, as in high school, you start caring about something. We thought it was such a shitty thing that our school got rid of our delicious food and got us this like cardboard, you know, anyone that's had Sodexo lunch food, I think Mm -hmm. knows it's cardboard. So it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, was it silly that we threw a protest over the lunch changing? Maybe. But it really mattered to us as kids. And what did they teach us? They taught us if something really matters to you and you want to protest or have change, you will be punished Mm -hmm. for it. Like, mm-hmm. we will punish you. We will not even listen to you. Like, if I had a student do that, I low-key right now would be like, yo, that's, that's pretty impressive right? that you organized this. Right? That you talked <laughs> to everyone in your class and got like $2 from all these people. And then you got your mom in on it. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. Like, that's beautiful. You have always been a doer. You have been a doer. But you got fucking, uh, hold on, this is like therapy. Okay. You, got, you, got, <sighs> you got slapped on the hand so hard you stopped doing Wow. Don't let those oligarchs hold you down, Jasmine. This is like a real aha moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Another story that we have to tell from high school. This can just be an episode is this of This can be Sister time. Alice? Oh, no. Sister Alice. Okay. Is she still alive? I ask myself that every day, Jasmine. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I might have seen that she had passed, but okay. I also don't know if that's true. Okay. If anyone out there is watching, <laughs> Who currently attends Cabrini. <laughs> I'm sure Cabrini. some Cabrini people are going to listen to this. Especially <laughs> once they find out that two Cabrini people were shit-talking Cabrini. We're going to get some sort of like cease and desist or something in the mail. Sure. Even though we're not lying about anything.
1: What happened with five women? We were doing five women and they were... Was it like something we said? Oh, that was the Arguses. That was oh, the Arguses. That wasn't Cabrini.
0: Okay. Yeah, that wasn't Cabrini. That was okay. that was a whole other betrayal that we exper- I experienced. That was my big betrayal. Mm. Um okay, when, we're going to take a break, but after the break I want to talk about Sister Alice. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in a second. <laughs> Hello, it's your host, Mary Jacobs. I'm sitting here with my producer, Carrie Mulder, and we are Hello. so excited to be bringing you Planet Nola this episode and every episode. We really believe in this podcast mm-hmm. and the work it's doing in New Orleans to build community, to reach out to people Um, And we really love what we do.
1: Yeah, we love our guests. We love our audience,
0: our listeners. We love each other. It's just a big love fest. So if you love this podcast and you believe in what we're doing, it would mean the world to us. If you considered subscribing to our Patreon, we've just launched it. The lowest tier is $5. Mm -hmm. And we are just really trying to get this podcast to pay for itself a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, maybe support ourselves just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We're both creative people who have a lot of projects. And this is a big one in our lives. So if you love it as much as we love it, um, it would mean the world to us if you considered subscribing. There is bonus content.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. It takes a deep dive into the episode, kind of circle back to some of the topics. They've been fun. Yeah, we basically fun. record
0: with the guests as soon as we're done their episode and do a more candid version of their podcast. Mm-hmm. It's shorter, but it's more self-effacing, and it feels like just real, real. You yeah, know? it's it's BTS, behind the scenes. It's the BTS. So if you want more Planet Nola content, you could subscribe to our Patreon and mm-hmm. get it. It would mean so much to us. So, okay, we'll let you go back to your episode now. But please consider. Thank you. Bye. This episode of Planet NOLA is brought to you by Vitality Community Fitness. Vitality is a functional training gym located in Metairie, Louisiana. And at Vitality, we focus on members as individuals. That's right. We don't want people together. We don't assume that everybody has the same goals when they step into our gym. We also don't push things like body ideals or diet culture. We try to focus on the full person. And we try to give an experience that matches that. We've got incredible coaches. We've got an incredible community. And if you're looking for a place to call your new gym home, consider checking us out we offer a three free class trial that's right literally no commitment you can try three of our classes in a week to see if our gym is for you because ultimately we want people who want to be there and if it sounds like this might be the space for you please consider checking us out you can go to vitalitycommunityfitness.com click the contact button and get started Hello, and welcome back to Planet NOLA. I'm here with Jasmine Johnson, my friend from high school, olden days. We've just been talking about <laughs> high school. Hope you guys are loving this. We were Before the break, we were going to talk about Sister Alice a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Good old Sister Alice. Okay, Sister Alice. We we had religion class in Sister Alice's class two years in a row. <laughs> okay? And Jasmine and I, together, are a dangerous pair. Okay? We just, we're, we are bad. We were bad. You don't want to say we're bad, but we were bad. Okay, when it came to Sister Alice's <laughs> Okay, do you want to talk a little bit about Sister Alice's I class? I feel
1: I'm gonna let you take the lead on the on the storytelling because I feel like you would definitely do it more justice than I would.
0: Okay what what's a story you remember from Sister Alice's class?
1: Of course, the shoe stealing story, and then eating like
0: I I was always eating, yeah, like we and were. just <laughs>
1: obnoxiously, obnoxiously eating.
0: One time we snuck catering trays. <laughs> full of mac and cheese they were left over from like a club or something yeah and we the thing about it too is that we were bad but we convinced all these good girls these girls that would never be bad in each of these classes to go along with all of our bad 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 kid things every time it was like mob mentality like i understand (laughs) what that means now because a lot of those girls would never have been as bad as us but you better believe everybody took that catering tray when it got passed to them and everybody had a little bit of mac and cheese off of it (laughs) do you
1: remember that yeah it was just i i think we like especially in her class like that i don't what would be like the best equivalent of just a straight just sitting through a straight (laughs) religion class with sister she, Alice.
0: <laughs> she just talked and talked and talked and then when she didn't talk she'd play a movie mm-hmm. and she didn't know how to work the vcr so occasionally we would just press like pause on the vcr and that would keep sister alice busy for like 10 full minutes so we could all just talk <laughs> we, we gave her a hard time <laughs> we, we, we gave her a hard time <laughs> do you remember the lights oh yeah Okay, you yeah. tell the light story. I want you to tell a story, Jasmine. Don't make me tell all the stories. I told the pizza story. Tell the tell okay. the light story.
1: So, and and back me up on details. Okay. So there were two sets of light switches and in Sister the Alice class. Only oh. knew about one. Right. One was like right by the main door. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there was one on the like back wall where we would sit. We sat next to
0: the light <laughs> switches, Jasmine so. and me. Sometimes it was me and then Jasmine.
1: So, like randomly throughout the course of the class, we were just mess we would just flick the light switch um and she was so
0: like uh, in touch with god
1: <laughs> but also just like she was so easily frazzled <laughs> but and, like so just delicate <laughs> like everything was like immediately at 10 it was just like huh. <laughs> it was just i don't know she just had her own way of and
0: just she would be like I guess it's the Lord saying hello. (laughs) Also, the other thing about Sister Alice is she like was Australian, but she lived in Zimbabwe or someplace, but she grew up in London. So her accent (laughs) was the most interesting. To this day, I have never met anyone with an accent like Sister Alice It's like
1: I couldn't envision a more like quintessential Catholic school girl. Yes. Religion class
0: experience. Absolutely. That was Sister Alice. It was
1: like they saw her and was like, you're hired. I don't even need to see your resume. You you got the job. (laughs)
0: Looks alone. You are a religion teacher. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, But she didn't know about the other light switch. And Jasmine Mm -hmm. and I sat next to the other light switch. Now, this is how you know everybody was on team with us being bad. Every single person in that class knew that we were flicking those lights. Every (laughs) single person. And did anyone tell Sister Alice? No, because they were bad, too. But they didn't want to, they don't want to admit how bad they were. But they were bad, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was. Do you remember? And I think also she was so like strict, like yeah. she was. And I think that's why we became more and more defiant because yeah. it was like, look, if you're going to meet us with this kind of energy, we're going to double back. Yeah, it's really true. Um,
0: So it was like she was she was like writing right to Yeah. And we like, would steal them off her desk <laughs> as soon as she could write him. We had like an assembly line. Whoever was next to her desk that day, sh- sh- they know they picked him up and she had a bad memory. So <laughs> <laughs> she never knew. Also, sometimes I would think she didn't even turn them in. Like, I think she would yeah. write them and she I would never I think it was like a scare in. tactic. <laughs> it was a scare tactic, definitely. She would pray for us at the end of the day and throw them in the trash. <laughs> she was an angel. We really honestly I were know, bad she kids. she sweet. We were, yeah. We were bad kids. We were assholes in religion class. The light story is even longer than that because we did it for an entire two years to the point where Sister Alice, like, notified maintenance <laughs> <laughs> and they brought out an electrician who couldn't understand what was going on but the other part that cracks me up when you think about that is it only happened in our class right <laughs> and our classes at different times every day so she never put two and two together that the lord was only sending his light messages <laughs> when we were in class oh that was a good you want do you want to tell the shoe story the shoe story yes you tell it
1: I feel like you should tell. The I shoe mean, it story. was me, yeah. wasn't it?
0: <laughs> all right, fine. I feel like it's gonna be me talking. What do you, no, you tell your version of the shoe story, please, please, <laughs> please? Just talk. Sho- were you taking shoes off of like we, I, we were like watching? That was like a movie day, right? It was a movie day. Was Everyone movie was day. asleep, and I went around <laughs> and I took off everyone's shoes and I put them all in the trash can. And the entire time I was doing it, I was doing this like goblin voice <laughs> <laughs> and. Then- <laughs> I was like, I'm the shoe thief. And I was like snaking along the ground, like (laughs) taking everybody's shoes off. And to be fair, once again, everyone in class was bad because the people that were awake were letting me take their shoes. And at the end of class, (laughs) what we didn't think about is our shoes are uniformed. (laughs) So at the end of class, when everyone wanted their shoes back, (laughs) no one knew whose shoes they had. It was so messed up. It was really messed up. Okay, and then Sister Alice found the shoes in the trash can and me waddling around like a goblin. <laughs> Teenagers are the worst. Now,
1: see, we we led with all of this. Other, now people are going to be like, no, you should have gotten in trouble.
0: You should have been in no okay, form of leadership. You should have gotten in trouble, but we never got in trouble for the right things is my That's point. True. That's my point. Um. Anyway, and then she, Ms, I remember Sister Alice picked up the shoes and she'd be like... Uh, who did this and I owned up to it because anyone else would to get in trouble and she was like Miss Jacobs you're going to get a demerit for every <laughs> shoe in this trash can and that was like 25 shoes it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shoes <laughs> uh, and I was like damn and I remember she was writing the demerits and she ran out of demerits <laughs> and then I didn't get any demerits yeah I'm pretty sure it was just, yeah, she, she just, just she kissed them, throw holy water water over them every evening, and put them in the trash. We weren't as bad. No, we as were bad.
1: story sounds. No, we
0: were bad. One time, I went in the bathroom, and there was a like a pad had come out of the pad disp- dispenser, just mm-hmm. like sitting in there. So I took the pad, and I unwrapped it, and when I came back to the room, I just like threw it in the middle of the floor, and Sister Alice's back was. Like to me because she was at the whiteboard and she turns around. There's a pad in the middle of the floor. And I I still remember this part so clearly. (laughs) She bends over and she picks up this pad and it's just out. It's like wings out, you know, big pad from school. And she's holding it above her head and she's like flicking her wrist a little bit (laughs) like this. And the classroom had two sets of desks facing each other. And there's like an an alley in the middle. And I just remember (laughs) her walking up and down that alley flicking this flying pad like could just fly away any minute flicking it being like where did this come from (laughs) and that was pretty harmless so I didn't own up to it and nobody got in trouble because it could have just fallen out of someone's bag um but I remember yeah I was I was genuinely bad and I should have gotten kicked off student council way sooner than I did but also maybe I'm just a creative genius (laughs) who was too bottled up by the institution I wouldn't argue that
1: are you against that, rather? <laughs>
0: you no, know, you can't.
1: But it was, it was, it was. I appreciate all the stories that, um, thanks for like being such a great partner in
0: crime. We were really good partners, but we also crimes.
1: did like really great stuff too. Like, I forgot about like the Christmas drive, I didn't
0: forget about that. I um, spent all my Christmas money on it, we just <laughs> did it ourselves this we should say this to redeem ourselves tell them about it jasmine so was that senior
1: year yeah um we organized this well yeah mary funded it (laughs) um and i don't remember where else i don't know who else we and just got we money from we it. just guilted yeah. all of our friends
0: to give us money. Yeah.
1: And we went I don't know how many families we got gifts for, but it was a decent
0: amount. Yeah. It us. was like me, Jasmine and three other girls from mm-hmm. our school and we just were like we're going to get presents for these families and you got friend like they were like people from your church or something. Like yeah. it was like families that were in need from you knew them somehow. Right. And so we had like four families and we just scrappy made our own Christmas toy drive. And yeah, I gave all of my Christmas money to it. It was like I remember it was like one hundred dollars and one hundred dollars in senior yeah. year of high school. <laughs> all of my money, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and we went around and we yeah, dropped them their off. Homes? Yeah. We dropped them off at their homes. And there's like photos lurking around. There are photos of us <laughs> in these people's homes dropping off presents. Yeah.
1: So we did. We, we put our powers to good. Yeah. We no, we're good people. Good. We were
0: just mischievous t- teenagers. Yeah. We, were, we just were finding ourselves. Understimulated, I think, in a lot of ways. I think 150%. Yeah. That is what it is. We were 100% like, yeah, a little smothered. Like yeah. we had so much energy for power, like to do things. And if our school had a little bit more resources to offer us for right. what we wanted <clears throat> and what we were good at then who knows yeah I like who we are though yeah I love I love myself <laughs> do you know a thing that I also think of about our Catholic education is that they didn't really foster girls to leave Louisiana or oh the, not at all and at in our graduating class there was three or four of us that left the Gulf South mm-hmm. and it was me Jasmine our friend Rachel who also sat at my lunch table and someone else we know
1: was it just Washington. us three i thought like kayla uh, kayla kayla chris who was valedictor? or was I didn't she go to like lg or something
0: I thought she was in texas i don't know oh okay maybe but texas <laughs> like you went to california new- rachel went to new york and i went to philly everyone else stayed at in mm-hmm. louisiana for the most part and some people left the gulf south but i mean left louisiana for the gulf south and mm-hmm. to like old miss and alabama and stuff like that but
1: i think that's also just louisiana and new i Orleans think culture. it is yeah. i think it is
0: but they really push tops yeah yeah for sure for sure and they they really did push those gulf south colleges and i guess it's because that's who travels to our school but the thing is is other schools like their kids went everywhere yeah like dominican you know they had girls that went all over the country all my friends that went to other schools like they went all over the place like they were going to college in like ohio and stuff i didn't even know colleges existed (laughs) in ohio like seriously because it really wasn't like presented to us in a Mm -hmm. way that i think other kids got it presented to them And we got out of there yeah how do you feel about getting out of there oh so necessary on every level just getting out of my
1: home getting out of the church environment getting out of like that catholic school environment it was it was so necessary um where'd you go claremont mckenna tiny liberal arts school uh in southern california I think the only, and I guess we all, to some extent, I'm sure we all had that experience of sort of like being in the college environment for the first time and sort of have, well, for me, it was like, whoa, I get to decide my day? Yeah. I can show up or not show up? Yeah. Um, And it was just having all of this freedom and being exposed to this drastically different world. Um, There was, of course, a lot of like poor decision making of of freshman year. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Try. I think that was the best decision. I yeah. think that was the best decision I could have made. You, you left
0: like you were like I'm
1: getting. Oh, out I was of here. ready. I, my mom still was like that. Really hurt my feelings. How excited you are when we dropped you off at the airport? Because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> see you when I see you.
0: <laughs> what was the biggest like culture shock when you got out of South Louisiana?
1: <laughs> Honestly, it was like simple stuff, like seeing mountains every time I like, yeah. walked outside of my dorm. Um, I think also because that school attracted literally students from all over the world just the cultural experience and just also anyone who's from new orleans from louisiana it's a very sort of like concentrated way of existing and way of thinking it's very sort of like well this this is what feels normal this is you know what feels right um and it's very consistent it was very consistent, and so I think just having access to so many different viewpoints and so many different personalities and so many different experiences of life um it it opened up my world in so many ways um so yeah i'm I'm glad. I left. Yeah. And I would encourage anyone to like get out of. Even now. Even now. I love New Orleans. But I'm so ready to leave. I'm always ready to leave New Orleans. Um, It will always be home. And I appreciate the value of it. But even now it feels like we're the city is like moving into a different kind of energy that does not feel good in any way like simple i can't stand driving in this city Me neither it's like i don't understand why literally like chunks of the street are missing yeah. everywhere you go yeah. i'm just like what the fuck are y'all doing it's just the the decision making where money is going how it's being invested it's just i i, I don't i don't get it yeah they don't take care um, of us and then you really realize the more you travel how tiny New Orleans really is, you know? Um but I, you know, I love I love my city.
0: know. I am you've left multiple times and yeah. come back now though. Why do you come back?
1: Financial reasons. Yeah, you're just like I'm broke, I gotta it's go back. It's cheaper here. It is cheaper it's here cheaper when here. you stay with your mama. Yeah. That and I do I do it's like, I I can know for certain, for the most part, I feel like that's also shifting. I'm saying this with a little less confidence, but I can eat here in a way I can't eat anywhere else in the world. Oh, that's absolutely um, true. And just like, no matter where you go, it's like, you're going to find somebody that makes you like, feel like home somehow, some way. Um,
0: I mean, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I like... There's nowhere else for me. I know what you're saying Mm -hmm. and I completely agree with you. It sucks how hard it is to live here, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know it feels a little cliche to say that, but it is. This city is not supposed to exist. It's going to be eroded off of the map at some point. Truly. Yeah. And even if we didn't have an incredibly corrupt government (laughs) that mishandles and mismanages all of our money, we would still be sinking right? and we would still be, the coastline is disappearing and global warming is still coming for us. And like, I think an inevitable reality of living here that I'm kind of sitting with more and more every day is that this place won't be here forever. And I'm maybe in my lifetime or maybe not in my lifetime, but it's like a reality that I want the city to start talking about
1: Yeah,
0: because it's, And I don't mean to try to save it because I think it's honestly too far gone. We've neglected our environment for so long now. It would just be putting a Band-Aid on a huge leak. So it feels like almost like when your parents start getting older and you have to have a conversation about their passing or their will. It just feels like New Orleans collectively needs to start having conversations of how we're going to survive the next 50 years you know, and solutions and ideas and creativity and as much security for the people that live here as possible. You know, what happens if there's another huge fucking storm and all of our properties are worthless? Do you know that there's several insurance companies that no longer will insure Louisiana Mm. homes? They just won't even insure a Louisiana home at all. Like, more and more people are just losing the ability to insure their home. So if you can't insure your home, it's essentially valueless. Unless you have cash to fix your home. Like, the cost of your home just in the bank and it's no problem for you. So you know what's going to happen is the only people that are going to be able to own homes here are extremely wealthy people. And we know what extremely wealthy people do. They extract. Yeah. And they're going to extract and extract and extract. And they already are. Yeah. So, I mean... I. I'm such a diehard. I have a a podcast called Planet Nola. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know Mm -hmm. how much I love this place. Mm -hmm. My whole life I've been a...
1: And you loyal, gentilly through and through. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm
0: at. Come see me. Everyone knows that. But it's a sad reality. You know, I hear you. And yeah, the fucking streets suck. And I know everyone says it. And I know it's always been like this. But when you go to another city and you're like... Oh, you can just drive, right. <laughs> right? And I know people talk shit about the West Bank, but like
1: I will give that to the yeah, West Bank. Yeah, you're right. No, day. you're right. You're right. But
0: they have some janky streets too. Yeah, but Aldears, it's not really right. The closer you get, to yeah, North. to New
1: Orleans. <laughs> um, yeah. But but yeah, it's just I I don't and like you said everything that you said is valid yes we're, we're underwater yeah the foundation was not meant to sustain no, itself. no. um it is literally vanishing bit yeah. by bit yeah. but still i'm just like where's that segment of street
0: <laughs> why did you decide to dig up that segment of street and when are you gonna put it back a, a year later and why did you decide to do it 20 times on 20 different streets before putting it back on this one i don't get it but yet you
1: want to focus on bringing in all this traffic for
0: for essence and for like jazz fest and all this stuff even this new brand new airport it's what it's all about that short-term tourism money that's all they care about because that lines the pockets of politicians and big business tourism is where the money is at it's not with locals yeah locals don't spend money like that we live we work we actually participate in this world But tourists are the ones that come here and spend all their money. Right. And so that's all they care about. That's all they care about. And eventually, there will be no real culture left. Right. Because all of us won't survive. We won't survive the battering that is capitalism. Right.
1: And I think, like, that's the conversation. Whether it's because of economics, whether it's because of, like, environmental concerns. We know there is a timeline there yep. is a timeline so how do we preserve as much of that magic that makes new orleans new orleans um right now um beyond just you know the stories we have to tell and we'll have to tell you know 20 years from now 30 years exactly from now. um
0: i just wish we could just pick up everyone and, and just plop us somewhere further north, right? Just I just want to pick up, just want to <laughs> scoop it up like a claw machine. Want to scoop it up, and I just want to pick up the whole city and right. all the people here that are cool. Right. And I just want to place us down somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's, what that's, that's what I dream about. That's what I dream about. Because ultimately, there is a lot of magic in being in the river and this tropical climate and all this stuff. It, surely that's part of the magic mm-hmm. of New Orleans. But we all know the real magic right. is the people. the people. Yeah. So if we could just scoop them all up in a little hand and place them someplace a little bit safer yeah. from climate disaster. Just yeah. a little bit, mildly, everywhere. Nowhere's really safe right. anymore. But I think you know what I but mean. But without right, such an immediate threat. Such an immediate yeah. and terrifying threat.
1: And even, like, I feel it, and I guess because it's, like, we're dealing with the anniversaries of Katrina and Ida mm. and just the weight that both of those carried. And so it's still, like... are we in the clear I never feel in the clear Um, I never feel in the clear yeah
0: I never feel in the clear
1: and like that's that's a terrible (laughs) to say I'm giving my money to like call this place home I wake up every day and I fight just to be able to be here and to find my happiness here and to tell my story here but to still have a part of you that's like but I'm how long is this going to be here and am I safe today am i gonna be safe next week yeah um is my home gonna be safe yeah is my family gonna be safe right um it's just like and you know everywhere you go there's a story and there's circumstances and conditions anywhere in the world um but mm, mm.
0: so you're trying to get out
1: i'm trying to get
0: out god damn it
1: just stay. I'm trying. Honestly, I'm trying to. If how are you going to do community
0: but, if you just keep bopping around? I
1: know, but you know, what? this is how I justified this because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, my community is humanity, so I'm in community uh, wherever I go. <laughs> um, but I and even if it's a thing of like working, like scheduling out like half the month here and half the month somewhere else, or like doing a month here and just to give myself the balance. Um just energetically because it's like and once again like i said there's stuff wherever you go but even now being a woman of relatively small stature and having to worry about when i step outside when i'm driving anywhere i hope nobody carjacks me yeah i hope nobody tries to like i hope mm. you know i don't get caught up in some random gunfire Right. it's like it's at a certain point it's just not worth it's it. not worth it yeah um
0: I don't have that immediate fear that I know a lot of people mm-hmm. have. I think it's legitimate, obviously, mm-hmm. in our city. But I guess because I'm pretty blessed, knock on wood, to be pretty untouched by violent crime mm-hmm. in New Orleans, I don't have the immediate fear that so many other people have. Yeah. And, of course, I see the news and I let that get in my head. But it doesn't really sync with me because... It's not in my community, Mm -hmm. like, or it's in my community, but not directly Mm -hmm. in my family. It's not affected my close friends. So I'm like very blessed to be in that bubble, Mm -hmm. you know? But, I get why people are afraid, and especially because the way media and news cycles works, yeah, it's meant to keep us afraid because the more we fear, the more we're controllable. yeah, so and even
1: it's like I don't even just living in Morero, and I think it's myroro um, like just February teenager was killed literally behind my house. Oh, God um, see, that's not the
0: kind of stuff that happens right, right. here.
1: And people think it does happen
0: right here, but
1: got you. And then like Saturday, like three different rounds of like gunfire breaking out to the point where it's like I literally hopped out of my bed twice and got on the floor Uh just because it was that close. And I didn't know.
0: Um, So it's just like,
1: I don't know if I want to be here. Maybe um, you just shouldn't
0: live in Marrero. Oh, that's
1: probably. That's, <laughs> I wouldn't advise anyone. No, I wouldn't advise anyone to live in Marrero. um, But I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, did you hear
0: that? She's <laughs> grateful. She's mentioned a few times how grateful she is. I
1: am grateful for she all is is grateful that I have. for all the um, blessings. But, you know. Yeah. I'm just I just want to feel at peace and I haven't felt that being here in in a minute. Yeah. In a minute.
0: I don't think I've ever felt fully at peace anywhere though, have you? I think it's It's, I don't think I know what that feels like.
1: I felt it more so on the west coast. Really? I felt it more on the west coast. I think there's something about like being in the desert, being in the mountains. Where it's just sort of like Everything just kind of slows down. Yeah. You can actually just sort of like be. Yeah. Um, And then I think it's been a cult, it's been a different cultural experience for me being in New Orleans because to a certain extent it's like i've always kind of felt outside of the community i was supposed to like fit into so it's sort of like a lot of like the heart and the soul of new orleans it is like in black community Mm -hmm. it is it's like the party of the second lines right you know super sundays and it's like i've always like felt outside of that exactly so in certain in a certain way it's sort of like i don't know is do i do i fit
0: here yeah um so, um, you fit here. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Because, yeah, you your family was not the family out mm-hmm. there partying mm-hmm. for second lines. Mm-hmm. Like, that's absolutely <laughs> not the way you were raised. And you went to a Catholic school. That mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, Cabrini was probably more mixed than most Catholic yeah. schools. But it was still a very white space. All our teachers and administrators were white. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. But everyone's existence here is valid. Yeah. And everyone is a part of this community by just by the nature of choosing Mm that and living here. And I'm the first one to give transplants hell. Everyone knows this. Mm -hmm. If they listen to this podcast. But my real thing is understanding that being in community is a mental state. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree with that fully.
0: And you are in community with the city. Even if it doesn't feel like you're home anymore, you just are. And you always will be, even if you leave. Yeah. Just because this is so much of who you are in your story. I agree with that. So when you leave, this is why I always tell everybody they're going to come back. You're going to come back. Yeah. You know, you're never fully going to be gone from this place. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's just not possible. I mean, until it disappears. But
1: <laughs> but even <laughs> like you said. <laughs> no, I think like yeah. even at a soul level, like New Orleans will, of course, always, always be home. Mm-hmm. Um and I I love <laughs> I
0: love my city. Yes. I love my I know city. you do.
1: I just wish, you know, we had a little slightly better infrastructure. I <laughs> hear you.
0: I hear you. Um okay Jasmine, I have one last question. Okay. I ask everybody the last the same last question. Okay. Um who do you think should be on the podcast? Ooh, it could be anybody. They don't have to be big deal. They can be somebody it could be Lucy.
1: <laughs> I'll say con um icon she's a poet icon Uh, yeah um she's definitely someone who inspires me and who i would love to like sit down and like pick her brain a little bit more Mm
0: -hmm. uh what does she do besides poetry uh, like spoken word yeah okay
1: yeah um and she's a phenomenal she's very much like a community builder community activist um yeah, and she's a phenomenal artist, and she also paints. Um, and she probably she sings. She's, she's local. She's, she's here in yeah. New
0: Orleans. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. you did it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how did it feel? Um, not like fine. <laughs> fine.
0: We, we still have to record a bonus episode. Sound okay. good? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you. For I'm so happy me. you you jumped in. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for Ten minutes me. early and everything, y'all. This is one of my oldest Ouch. and best friends, Jasmine Johnson. <laughs> And I'm so happy you've listened. Y'all be in touch. Thank you again to this episode's guest. Planet Nola is produced by Carrie Mulder and Mary Jacobs. If you liked what you heard here, please consider subscribing to us on YouTube or all your social media platforms and pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Also, if you really, really liked this episode, think about subscribing to our Patreon where we have tons of bonus content from this episode and more. Starts at just $5 a month and it would mean the world to us. Thanks so much, y'all, and be in touch.